Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. For a gourmet meal prepared on a wood stove in up-close viewing of majestic elk, you need to visit Thunder Bay Resort in Hillman. Muskegon's Luge Adventure Sports Park is known for bringing visitors a warm winter adrenaline rush, but there's plenty to do at this time of year as well. There's a new sky canopy walkway where you can reach for the sky in Tipton. And for a treasure trove of nature near the big city, head downriver. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and I'm sure I'm happy that you're back with us again this week as we explore the great state of Michigan right here on the radio. We have some really great guests for you to learn uh, about uh, various experiences that they are offering in various places around the state. So I hope you can stick around with us for the entire hour. Our first guest is uh, offering a really unique experience. In fact, as I think about all the places I've been to around the world, I can't think of another uh, experience like this, especially in uh, beautiful northern Michigan, the little town of Hillman. Let's uh, head up to Thunder Bay Resort, where we find Jack Mathias today. Jack, uh, what a great place you've built there. And before we get into the main feature, can you kind of give us a an overall uh, picture of what uh, you offer uh, at Thunder Bay Resort? Well, Dave, uh, good to talk with you again. Um, we've got about 350 acres, so we have an 18-hole championship golf course. We've got uh, 30-some suites, villas, and chalets for lodging. We've got an on-site restaurant. The most unique thing that we have is we have a 160-acre elk preserve. And uh, the most unusual thing we do, as you know, are, is our elk viewing, carriage ride, gourmet dinners, and wine tasting. So it's been over 30 years since we started that. It's evolved a little over the years. But, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. We're suddenly starting to get some national recognition, and that's kind of been fun. Uh, some people are saying we're one of America's best attractions. Um, that includes Destination uh, Magazine and Four years in a row, they've named us best of the best in terms of uh, attraction. So, um, as you know, the event has got a number of appeals. Uh, it's literally over the river and through the woods behind a team of Percheron or Belgian draft horses. And um, you have a guide on board. You'll learn quite a bit about the area and also about the elk. And we proceed on into the elk preserve. The animals are totally wild. Most of them have never been touched by a human being, but they've come to recognize that the horses and the carriages are not a threat. So it enables us to get quite close to them and some good opportunities for photography. And once we've completed that, we head on to the elk animal cabin. And that's um, a little bit like stepping back in time. It's decorated in period antiques and trophy mounts and in front of all of our guests on a couple 125-year-old wood cook stoves, 
uh, we prepare uh, a really nice five-course gourmet meal. Uh, I can go over that with you if you'd like to hear the ingredients. Yeah, in fact, uh, you know, luckily I have been there a few times, so uh, I know everybody is going to want to hear about that meal. But uh, you mentioned first that uh, Destinations Magazine is is uh, is actually said that this is one of the top attractions in the country. I know USA Today has also featured Thunder Bay Resort, so. You know, that alone should give people an understanding of how very cool this is. But the thing is, it's not far away. It doesn't cost a whole lot. It's a great value. And uh, it's in that area of the state, that northeast part, where you might see elk naturally. Uh, But here, it's guaranteed. I love that, Jack. Well, it's actually part of what uh, caused it to happen because we used to tell guests when they go out looking and you know, 95% of the time they'd come back after uh, spending an hour or two on the, on the back roads with a dirty, dusty car and more often than not, not successful. And uh, it's part of what started the thought process that, uh, that created the event. It, it really is so very cool. I think I've only seen elk in that immediate area uh, in the wild, so to speak, once. And, and then, of course, I've been able to see them at Thunder Bay Resort. They are massive animals. If you think of white-tailed deer, uh, kind of put that out of your mind because they're so much bigger. Do you know what they weigh by any chance? Um, it, it, um, a cow elk can go 7 to 850 pounds. A bull typically 800 to 950. Ours tend to be a little heavier. It's better genetics and easier access to food in the wintertime. But... They're about five times the, the weight of a white-tailed deer, and they're really very interesting animals. I get mm-hmm. a brief glimpse of the use of elk antlers in oriental medicine. That sounds totally far-fetched to people, mm-hmm. and I understand that, but it actually does some amazing things. So let me go over the menu. So yeah. we're going to start with a homemade pear and apple crepe, teamed with a shrimp cocktail. It's going to be followed by uh, Spencer's homemade chicken noodle soup. The next course is our sweet napa salad with a hot buttered croissant. And the main course is crown roasted pork with pan roasted redskin potatoes and pan gravy. Dessert's kind of special. We take a white chocolate mousse filling and uh, cover a couple of pazelles with that. That's an Italian uh, uh, pastry and mixed berry topping, a little uh, uh, white chocolate sprinkles and Pair that with one of the six wines that people get to uh, sample at uh, dinner from Modern Craft Wineries. It's our ice wine that goes with the dessert. So it's a pretty special meal. A little bit of storytelling after that, chance for some photos, and uh, then we board people back on their carriage or in the wintertime, snow conditions mm-hmm. permitting sleigh, and take them back to the resort. We also partner with a number of the other local attractions. We've just put out a new brochure called the best of thunder bay country and it gives people a good idea of what they can do with the rest of their trip to thunder bay if they don't happen to play golf or yeah well uh, the entire experience at thunder bay is great you know you mentioned jack you know the the elk experience and uh, i think people need to find the resort also at this time of year because the golfing packages that you offer are exceptional if you have a group i know you do special events there as well It's a great place for groups. It's a great place for couples, individuals. You're going to love it. So check it out. Thunder Bay Resort. The uh, website is thunderbayresort.com. And our thanks to Jack Mathias for being with us today. We're heading to the Luge Park now at this time of year. 
here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. You heard that uh, exceptional place up north that uh, I think you'll want to head to. And now we're heading over to the west side of the Lower Peninsula, a place where I grew up in the Muskegon area. Uh, uh, I tell you, we should all be very proud of this place. It's called the Muskegon Luge Adventure Sports Park. Been around for a while. And to tell us about that and and why we're talking about this place at this time of year. Let's bring in Jim Rudisell. He is the executive director of the Muskegon Luge Adventure Sports Park. Jim, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Great to be here, David. Yeah, you bet. Uh, it's always good to be with you uh, when I'm at the uh, park. You guys do such a great job, uh, not only with the uh, physical facilities. Uh, you've really built up that park uh, quite well, but... Your um, your hospitality is always appreciated. Uh, the way you treat the guests, and uh, I've I've watched you. I, I admire the the way uh, you guys operate, and I know other people will too. They're probably wondering right now why are we talking about a luge adventure sports park in the warm weather season? Uh, it it's probably a bit confusing, and and I guess I do want to start out with talking about the big luge, which is used in winter time, and then we'll get into the the stuff for this time of year. How long has that luge track been around? Uh, thirty eight years. Thirty eight years. I can't believe that. Yeah, it, and it's quite a big luge uh, track, uh, obviously used in winter time. It is. It is. Um, it's a track that was designed by three time Olympian Frank Maisley. And uh, our primary purpose on that luge track, which is approximately 850 feet from the very top, our public start is 650 feet, where uh, participants, um, this is our primary purpose, is to introduce the sport of luge to the public. And you'll um, sign up and go through a a short uh, informational session, and uh, we will get you on the track, sliding like an Olympian. in about, um, and rather than uh, 80 miles an hour, you'll you'll be going about 30 miles an hour, and uh, it, it'll feel like 80 the first time down. But uh, yeah, it's just a it's a fantastic opportunity. Uh, Michigan's blessed to have two tracks in our state. Um, you know, of course, uh, the track up on Lucy Hill and Nagani, you know, is uh, the Nader Bond uh, mm-hmm. type of luge. But uh, or, and yeah, so we're excited to continue offering the sport and partnering with USA Luge. On, their interest in our uh, facility is um, to introduce youth to the sport of luge and to um, serve as a pipeline to the to the U.S. program. And we currently have um, a couple um, of our uh, area uh, youth, um, actually um, Alana Morrison, who's not a youth anymore. She's uh, now 21. She has just made the U.S. national team. So our next Olympic hopeful to follow in the steps of Mark Gourmet, um, who got a start on our track and uh, became a five-time Olympian and two-time Olympic medalist. It's a pretty amazing thing. And, of course, it's in the hills, the uh, uh, tree-forested sand dunes of Muskegon State Park. And and, and I know you changed the name of the park, which I think is a really smart idea, because I think most people, like me, uh, thought that the luge was only there. But you've added the Muskegon Luge Adventure Sports Park, uh, which certainly seems to indicate you have a lot of other things happening, and you do at this time of year. We do. We do. Uh, in 2017, we approached the Michigan Department of Natural Resources, who we share a lease agreement with at Muskegon State Park, 
our facility is operated by our non not for profit um, called Muskegon Sport Council, and uh, that uh, we we tried to you know we really looked at the operation and seeing that we're open for six to eight weeks out of the year, and it made sense to really expand um, you know beyond uh, those winter months. So we've um, issued a um, you know public information notice and, and took a lot of input from the community, prior users, and uh, came out with a proposal to the DNR to call many reasons for all seasons. And that incorporated the concepts of a um, dual zip line, canopy tour, uh, summer luge track, uh, archery pavilion, and uh, many other uh, features in, in a rock climbing wall. So we've been um, uh, working really hard to achieving um, the build out of those facilities after they gave us our approval. And uh, we've since added uh, Michigan's longest dual, accessible dual zip line. Um, and that travels a quarter mile, and that flies you over our winter and summer loose track facilities. And uh, that's been a popular feature. We're in our third season of that. Uh, we have a fantastic um, uh, summer luge track that was built in Germany. And uh, that gives you a summer experience where you're on a loose sled, the same loose sled we ride in the winter. We have uh, essentially rollerblade wheels on them, and we slide down a fiberglass track with two Olympic-sized curves. And uh, it's a it's a shorter run than our winter track, but it's a it's an exhilarating 10 seconds. And um, we have uh, an escape rooms, so to speak, in nature called Trail Quest, where you get to um, go on a trail adventure with your group and. Uh, and try to escape the forest uh, through finding um, the different uh, locations and then solving, you know, uh, riddles and hmm. uh, trivia to, to, to get your scorecard um, printed out. So with all of that, uh, two weeks ago, we had our ribbon cutting for our new four-sided 38-foot rock climbing wall, oh, um, nice. outdoor climbing wall. Yeah. And it is just a fantastic um, new addition, very popular. Uh, we can have up to eight climbers on the wall at a time. Currently, we're, we're only doing six, but... Uh, um, in the winter time, that will also serve as a potential ice climbing wall. We're still in some beta testing with that, and uh, and we also did a ribbon cutting for our new archery pavilion and shooting range. Mm. And there's just a fantastic addition that's kind of nestled in this natural um, uh, area, surrounded by a, a hillside that gives us a great backstop and a natural setting to uh, have our certified instructors teach folks the sport of archery. And in the wintertime, we'll use that for a new biathlon program so you can ski and shoot uh, this coming winter. So, wow. uh, yeah, that coupled. So in the summer, if you come out um, this summer, uh, we're open to the public Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. You can take part in zip lining side by side uh, with, you know, that dual zip line's a blast because you get to launch with your uh, significant other or your friend off the top of a, a, a tower and fly 70 feet off the ground through mm. the the woods of Muskegon State Park. Mm. Um, you can rock climb. You can summer luge. You can shoot archery. Uh, you can do trail quest. Uh, mm. So many things to do. And we also have an area called Camp Chill where maybe, um, you know, in between activities or some in the group just want to hang out there. They're not looking for that uh, aerial or exhilarating adventure. You can play um, several different yard games uh, to um, outdoor ping pong to um, laying in some hammocks. It's just a, just a great spot. And, you know, Muskegon state park is over 1300 acres and it's um, over a mile of shoreline on, and um, almost two miles of shoreline on Lake Michigan. So we are 
literally a stone's throw to the Lake Michigan shoreline to the campground. So you can come out and spend an entire weekend at Muskegon State Park exploring, hiking, zip lining, hanging out at the beach. It's just we're very blessed and very excited to continue sharing this um, amazing facility with uh, uh, you know, um, Michiganders and uh, visitors alike. Well, and, and you know, I think there, I know there are a couple of ways to get into the uh, Luge Adventure Sports Park, but where most people will be coming in, kind of from the south, you're going to be guaranteed to see that beautiful lake uh, very up close and personal uh, to your left as you, you take a turn north at some point toward the park. It's a beautiful view. Uh, I always stop. There's a little place you can park, and I have to take a picture there. It's so nice. But then <laughs> yeah. you get to the Adventures Park. You see all those things. You get to get involved in all those things. I love that you've made the uh, luge accessible at this time of year. Did you say the zip line is accessible as well? The zip line is accessible. All of our activities are accessible. Um, we know we made a, um, a commitment in 2009 uh, to the concept of universal accessibility, and, and our mantra is same pathways. So we work with, um, you know, families and individuals that come out that may have somebody that has um, some special needs or accommodations. And, uh, yeah, so we have a five-in-one system that we can transfer somebody perhaps that has a disability that has them in a uh, chair. Uh, we can get them to the top of the dune through our specialized UTV uh, that gets them up on a, um, a trail uh, with their family up to the top. And then we have a, a five-on-one uh, climbing lift system um, that we kind of group lift, um, you know, through this um, harness and, and get you up to the line and, and zip down. And at the bottom, you can transfer and slide down a, 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 a big, giant slide. Um, it's just just a blast. And, you know, our, our um, loose track, our climbing wall, all of those things are built um, with accommodations for universal accessibility so we it, all play together yeah it's it's amazing uh the information can be found at msports.org and our thanks to jim rudisell for being with us today we'll be right back on travel michigan where your trip begins at michigan.org Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. We are uh, blessed in the state uh, with having uh, some really beautiful public gardens, uh, many of them actually. And I always think of, you know, Meyer Gardens and Sculpture Park in Grand Rapids and, you know, Dow Gardens, uh, and Whiting Forest, that whole area in Midland. There are many others. And, and here's one that I'm wondering if you've been here before. In fact, I've only been on the peripheral. I've never really walked in uh, to check it all out. It's called the Sky Canopy Walk. And, and this is just one of the features of this very cool Hidden Lake Gardens. It's in Tipton. If you've ever uh, gone to the um, the big raceway uh, here in Michigan, Michigan International Speedway, you've probably seen this garden. So let's find out all about it. Uh, Jessica Goodrich is the marketing and publicity coordinator at Hidden Lake Gardens. Jessica, I can't wait. I have a whole bunch of questions to ask you. Yeah, and I can't wait to talk yeah. with you here. Well, thank, thanks for being here. Now, first off, um, Michigan State University uh, actually owns and operates uh, Hidden Lake Gardens, right? Correct. Yeah. How, how, long, we... how long has that been going on? So an Adrian businessman, we are not far from Adrian, Michigan, an Adrian businessman purchased the property in 1926 or what was a parcel of the property at the time. 
and he started developing it for public viewing. He wanted to create a series of pictures um, that people could actually drive through and see um, a variety of trees, shrubs, perennials, annuals. Um, eventually, as he aged, he wanted to make sure that the property was taken care of and ended up donating it to Michigan State in 1945. So it's been owned and operated by MSU ever since. Um, and it's interesting hearing you talk about all the public gardens in Michigan because I I don't think we're one that's forgotten about. I think many just have never heard of us. Yeah. And we live up to our name of being hidden yeah. at Hidden Light Gardens. Um, and we're hoping that people are going to start discovering us and find us with our Reach for the Sky Canopy Walk. Well, it really sounds uh, like I think you have um, uh, properly identified the issue there because if you go by on this road, it's a relatively uh, quiet road, I guess you could say, but it's not like you're in downtown East Lansing or in Detroit. You're kind of out there. Um, But when you drive by, you do see the sign and you do see a hint of gardens and um, and it's uh, appropriately named Hidden Lake Gardens. So so fill us in. It's a huge property. Yes. So today, we actually have 755 acres, Um, so there's so much to explore. We have over six miles of paved drives in addition to over 10 miles of hiking trails. Um, So you can really come out and just spend the day seeing everything that we have to offer. Um, Part of the Reach for the Sky Canopy Walk, the initiative was to get people off those paved drives and out onto our trails and really experience the peace and tranquility of the forest. Um, And this gives people a reason to go off that beaten path. It gives them an excuse to get off the beaten path and come see what the structure is all about. It's taking you 65 feet above the forest floor. Hmm. Um, The entire structure is 726 feet long. with two suspension bridges, and it's actually constructed similar to the Mackinac Bridge. Hmm. Um, The bridges themselves being about 384 feet. Um, But just from that perspective, it just looks and feels so different than just being on a trail in the forest. Um, And it's almost indescribable until you're actually there and feeling it. Um, Just like the Mackinac Bridge, it sways in the wind. Hmm. So it's not just being out being up high you're really getting an experience crossing yeah you're you're kind of up there with the uh, canopy of the trees and moving slightly uh with them as well and, exactly. and like you say I, i've been in these canopy walks before it really is cool to see um either the forest or or gardens from up high like that you get a totally different perspective literally and uh it's it's a neat thing so the uh the canopy walk is is brand new just just opened up right Yes, we the grand opening just happened on June 20th. We had a great turnout and a great response, and we're really excited just watching. The project has been um, nearly six years in the making, so it's just so exciting for us to see people responding exactly how we imagined and more. Um, everyone that's crossing is just very positive. Now, with this canopy walk, does it have a ramp so that um, people are ba- basically kind of slowly walking up, or do you go up by ladder or elevator? How do you get way up there? It's a unique circumstance. You're actually coming in at ground level, um, and the location of 
the canopy walk is intentionally um, far from our well-visited areas mm-hmm. um, because it just draws you deeper into the forest. Um, and Hidden Lake Gardens is part of the Irish Hills area, so it was glacier formed um, and a lot of the topography is reflective of that so we have um, hidden lake the lake itself is what's considered a kettle lake which is glacier formed Um, so the sky canopy walk goes over a kettle hole which is a dried glacial lake Um, so that gave us the opportunity to get that height that we want without having to actually you know get people up high so you come in ground level Um, And it was specifically designed to be wheelchair friendly. So anyone with an assisted device for walking um, should easily be able to cross the bridges. Really happy to hear that. You know, the the folks at Dow Gardens uh, with the uh, Whiting Forest uh, Canopy uh, Walk there, they did the same thing. And in doing so, I mean, we truly are welcoming all, not just those who can easily uh, walk. And and the length of your uh, canopy walk, um, I mean, how long should people plan to take that walk to, to be up there and, and experiencing things? We're finding that most people come to visit actually cross twice, um, which has been working really well. We're almost surprised how quickly many go over the first time. And I think the second time, they really pause and take time to reflect. And you can even go and explore underneath too, which offers really unique, interesting views. Um, One message we want to get across to people is when they're coming to be prepared for an outdoor experience, obviously, but because you're getting off that beaten path, it's about a half mile from our visitor center Mm, and another quarter mile from the closest parking lot. Um, So just be prepared for actually a nice hike to get out to where we're going Uh, um and we are we are asking anyone that needs reasonable accommodation to give us advance notice with this initial opening so we can make sure to give them adequate planning to get up to the canopy walk because um anyone that has a, a wheelchair or other assistive device that needs to park at the canopy walk we need to have staff planning ahead to get sure, them out there. Sure, sure. Makes total sense. Now, now, what does it cost uh, to get into uh, Hidden Lake Gardens? Uh, and then is there an additional cost to go up in the uh, Canopy Walk area as well? There's no additional cost to use the Canopy Walk. Um, our cost of daily admission is $10 per adult, and then we have a fee structure from there. So um, seniors are $8. Military and veterans are also $8. Students are $5, and then four and under are free. Um, and our members are always free as well. And we have such a reasonable membership that we encourage people to do that if they think they want to visit more than once. Yeah. Um, house, a household membership is only $80, hmm. and it gets your entire household in. And you can also bring six accompanying guests. Nice. Now, I know you do special events throughout the year at the gardens. Anything coming up that uh, we should be aware of? Our big, our big event for the summer is the opening of the Reach for the Sky Canopy Walk, but getting into fall, um, 
we're starting to ramp up our event schedule again. During the pandemic, we were not able to actually host any events. And Hidden Light Gardens is famous for its events. So we're really excited to start introducing some back. Um, we have a 5K running September 16th. Hmm. Run for the Hills, 5K and one mile fun run and walk. And September 17th, we're bringing the art of bonsai back, um, which features our bonsai courtyard and many special um, bonsai guests and all things bonsai will be happening that day. Um, Heading into October, we're bringing back what was our fall foliage festival um, on October 7th, but it is reinvented to be the Hogwarts and Toad Bellies fairy tale festival it'll be very family friendly lots of vendors workshops um and just overall excitement all day amongst the fall colors sounds fun and uh i'm gonna check this out next time in that area um next time i'm in that area it's hidden lake gardens uh and don't forget about the reach for the sky canopy walk it's all part of the gardens experience now the website to learn more is hiddenlakegardens.msu edu and our thanks to Jessica Goodrich for being with us today. We're going to check out Down River. I'll tell you what that means next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. If you are in the uh, Detroit area, you do know that downriver literally means downriver from Detroit. But for our listeners who are um, either throughout uh, Michigan or in other states uh, around the region listening right now, um, that's what we mean. It's a really cool area, and it uh, quite literally is a little bit south of uh, downtown Detroit. And to tell us what's happening in Downriver these days, Ron Henricks is the president and CEO of the Southern Wayne County Regional Chamber of Commerce and does a great job with uh, his team there to uh, make sure people know about this really great place. Uh, Ron, it's great to talk to you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, it's great to be here. And you're a great friend of, uh, of me, the Chamber, Destination, Downriver, and the entire Downriver and Southern Wayne County regions. So I, I appreciate this opportunity to speak with you. Uh, and, Dave, it's just great to uh, be able to catch up again and hope everything's well over at Travel Michigan. Uh, it's, it's going well. Yeah, it's been too long, though. I, I need to get to Downriver myself and stop in and, and say hi. It's funny. I, I think the first time I was officially in Downriver as a Downriver event of some sort, I was with the Under the Radar guys, Tom Dalton and Jim Edelman. Uh, they were there to do a show, and they invited me to come. And I was really impressed because I think 20 years earlier I'd been there, and I thought, okay, it's all right. But, man, what you're doing there in Downriver is really incredible. Yeah, it is, Dave. And uh, I know you've, we've, had, we've been lucky enough to have you down here uh, several times, and we appreciate that. But uh, our partnership with Tom and Jim over at Under the Radar Michigan has made all the difference for us uh, in terms of uh, launching and growing our destination Downriver campaign, uh, which is all about sharing the interesting stories and unique destinations and uh, attracting travel and tourism, obviously, but also the bigger picture for us at the Chamber of Commerce um, is all about attracting development and talent to the region as well. Uh, and you're absolutely right. The Downriver region in southern Wayne County um, is is 
just an awesome place to visit, to live, to work, and to play. Uh, and for the listeners who are familiar with Downriver in southern Wayne County, as you mentioned, we are south of Detroit, not too far from uh, downtown Detroit. Um, but it's uh, truly a beautiful area that's uh, kind of in between uh Monroe County and the Huron River, uh, and it goes north to the Rouge River, and obviously the eastern border is the Detroit River itself, uh, and then we go all the way over to communities uh, like Huron Township and Romulus. Uh, and in the middle of the region are probably well-known communities, I would say, to a lot of the listeners, uh, like, like the city of Taylor, for example, uh, the city of Southgate, um, which is known for a lot of great things uh, in, in automotive history and so forth. Uh, but then along the river, uh, you have beautiful downtown communities uh, on the riverfront like uh, Wyandotte and Trenton and uh, maritime, uh, a lot of maritime history in, in communities like River Rouge and Ecorse. Uh, Gibraltar is known as the Venice of Michigan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the canals that, you know, kind of go through the, the city there and people live on the canals and uh, it's just beautiful. And, of course, Brownstown Township, a lot of history there going back all the way to the early 1800s uh, late 1800s uh with the you know 18 the war of 1812 uh, battle taking place the battle of brownstown and uh, just a lot of uh you know fun and great experience uh, we're going to talk about festivals today we're going to talk about restaurants and eateries and we're really trying to showcase the opportunity uh to our fellow michiganders and and we i would say even uh ohioans if that's if that's how you say hmm. it uh and people that live in indiana um to come to down river come to southern wayne county and experience what we call a daycation adventure and it's a lot of fun you won't regret it you'll have the time of your life here in destination down river well these these relatively small towns have kind of strung together this uh experience uh, that that you can enjoy, uh, all of them are a little bit different, but they're all really neat little downtowns with great shops and, and restaurants and such. What are some of your favorite restaurants in the area? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and I actually made up a, a list here, Dave, because um, one of the things that Downriver is known for is the 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 cultural. Um, uh, experience that that you can have at different restaurants and eateries, and there's a tremendous amount of diversity here throughout the Downriver and Southern Wayne County region. Uh, so let me just go ahead and go through. Maybe uh, I know I won't be able to hit the entire list because I made a quite an extensive hmm. list here. Uh, but let me touch on some of the restaurants that I think of. Uh, uh, you know, some of your listeners would really enjoy. Um, you know, coming down here and experience this staycation adventure that we're promoting for Downriver. So we'll begin in the city of Trenton and. There is Sibley Gardens. Sibley Gardens is very well known in our region. Uh, one of the you know, upper, upper, uh, or higher scale restaurants, I would say. It was founded in 1935, and literally, when you walk in, it's like stepping back in time. It features a curved central bar uh, that's flanked by brown leather rounded booths that all face this crimson windowless room. Uh, so it's seemingly designed for. You know, I guess some people would say mobsters. It's so cool on the inside. It's like literally stepping back into time. Uh, but it serves Italian and steakhouse classics, and uh, and that are served in in the in the uh, restaurant there in the bar. I hear, and I've actually experienced this. Pours a killer martini, uh, so it's just a great dining experience. Over in the city of Wyandotte, Dave, you mentioned that a lot of our 
uh, communities feature these great walkable downtowns. And Wyandotte is one of those that has truly uh, really gotten a lot of credit in the media lately, and it's well-deserved because downtown Wyandotte has been absolutely exploding in development and economic activity. And one of the newer restaurants there is the Iron Gate, which is a swanky, upbeat establishment serving vibrant cocktails and elevated shared plates. Hmm. This is a place that combines traditional preparations with local ingredients for an affordable and elevated dining experience. Um, and that's it's, it's truly, when, when they call it uh, Iron Gate, because the front of the restaurant actually features this very cool, historical-looking iron gate that you have to walk through to get to this beautiful eatery that's right in the heart uh, of downtown restaurant, hmm. and then uh, downtown Wyandotte, rather. And then across uh, across Jefferson there, which they call Biddle and Wyandotte, is another awesome historical restaurant that actually just opened, but it's located in a uh, historical bank building, and it's appropriate appropriately called The Vault. Uh, again, in downtown Wyandotte. And so the vault is a perfect combination of history and contemporary. It's an upbeat, it features an upbeat setting of downtown serve, uh, serves with wild caught fish, prime meats, locally raised chicken, and fresh, fresh produce along with cocktails filled with flavor and creativity. Uh, and it's also an allergy friendly restaurant as well. Um, so you would truly, truly love experiencing the vault. Well, so let's go over to eCourse. course. And in fact, we're going to run we're going to run out of time if we stay with restaurants. So, I'm going to Oh, yeah, we gonna, truly, truly would. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, and I'm there's gonna, so many like, you know, Auburn Cafe yeah. and eCourse, Atwater Street Tacos and Flat Rock, Francesca's Brick Oven Pizzeria in, in Brownstown, Big Bear Lodge in Brownstown, <laughs> everybody's favorite Hungarian Rap City in Southgate. The list Dave goes on and on. I know. And on. I know it's crazy. Well, you have you have some big events this coming summer. We have just about a minute or so um Fill us in. Give us a tip on some of them we should make sure to head to. Yeah, so um, a lot of you know a lot of people when they think of summertime events and festivals, they think of some of the big names like Art, Art Speeds and Eats and others. Um, but Down River truly showcases a uh, a tremendous list of and opportunities of summertime festivals. Let me go through some of these briefly, and I'll kind of touch on them. I know we're we're really short on time here. So we have just recently had the Riverview Summer Festival, the Grozia Island Fest, which is amazing. It takes place right at the historical Grozial, um uh, naval base there uh, overlooking the De- southern Detroit River and Lake Erie. The Trenton Summer Festival in downtown Trenton is, uh, is an awesome place to visit in the summer. You also have the Taylor Summer Festival, the Gibraltar Summer Festival, the Uncle Sam Jam in Woodhaven, uh, Wyandotte Street Art Fair in downtown Wyandotte. That's a very very popular art fair. That's July 12th through the 15th. I would encourage everyone to check that out. The Allen Park Street Festival in downtown Allen Park. August 5th through the 6th is one of my favorites, Jazz on the River in Elizabeth Park in Trenton. You need to check out Down River. Uh, To learn more before your next visit, go to DestinationDownRiver.com. And I want to thank Ron Hendricks for joining us today. And Wow, the time is, is, is finished. We're all done. So we're ready to go, and we'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.